Oh, no, I'm just I tried to do a funny, but I guess it didn't work. I mean, we did, we've done this before with the Batman thing. Um, didn't work there. Didn't work then. Uh, uh, but anyways, guys, uh, welcome back to another episode of the Centurions. This time, um, we are going to be talking about a very dreaded uh, thing. Are you kidding? You're breathing a lot. Right. Huh? You're like doing that a lot. Yes. Uh, anyways, we're back to uh, talk about a basically a review. I wouldn't say a review. Um, a discussion about the first episode of the new Halo TV series that just came out, and well, discussing how that turned out. If you haven't noticed, uh, we're both Halo fans. I got the Outpost Discovery shirt because they came over here in Houston one time. We both had fun. We bet we met the voice actors. I got a, a, a helmet over there signed by both Cortana and Chief themselves. Yeah, it, it was a fun experience. Uh, and yes, we are uh, huge Halo fans. And uh, I think you are more than I am. I am more than you are. I, You've I, read the books. I've, re- I've, I've delved deep into the Halo lore, so... Uh, I not, think not that deep. Not that super deep. I, I eventually pulled myself out because eventually I was like, I don't need to read all these books, dude. Um, but I, yeah, it's I got a, things to do. I can't be reading all the time. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, this uh, this was a long-awaited journey for this TV show because this was announced back in 2013 when they announced the Xbox One. And even further, when you if you think about uh, the whole Peter Jackson thing. Uh, Peter Jackson and then uh, Neil Blomkowski, right? Neil Blomkowski, yes. Yeah, Neil Blomkowski. Uh, uh, with them wanting to make a Halo film, and that never really turned out, except for like the uh, the short uh, that they did, right? Yeah, that one short, and that was really just it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean that was that, that's basically all we can say really about the development of that. We don't know much about it, but this time it was supposed to be it's Spielberg, so there's at least some money into it. Yeah, he was producing it, and uh, I think I remember at one point they were going to put it on Showtime, but now it's on Paramount+. Plus. I mean, to be fair, it does still say it's like a Showtime production or whatever, yeah. so I assume once it does its run through uh, Paramount+, Plus or whatever, it'll like show up on Showtime, if, mm-hmm. you, if you're... I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely... It's been an interesting journey with that show, because most of the... Most of the, uh, of its development, people just didn't know what the hell was going on with this show. Like, we didn't know what it was about. Yeah, we didn't know what it was about. We we, we we heard like some characters and stuff. And it's like, is this gonna be about the Master Chief? Is he gonna, or is he gonna be like a background character and it's gonna be focusing on Marines and stuff? Because, sort of kind of like they, how they did with uh, Ford onto Dawn. A little bit, yeah. Um. So. Yeah, it's, it's just all kinds of uh long-awaited and honestly it felt like it was a bit of a, a development hell at one point mm-hmm. but no nearly 10 years after it's been announced we finally get the first episode where do we start <laughs> yeah because there's been lots of mixed opinions about uh this first episode and i know i think there's probably been like some reviewers have they'll watch at least the first two, and yeah, a, a lot of people say that the second episode um, saves the first, or like, you know, it makes the first episode more enjoyable, mm-hmm. which is interesting uh, to say the least. Um, aside from that, do you want to talk about 
the the um, the elephant in the room that came out when the show was gearing up to premiere about the the showrunners. Um, yeah, it's definitely one of the big elephants in the room. Um, there is an I mean, the, the, I I uh, I think the second one that's sort of a major one is uh um that it's not canon or rather it's it's so like i was saying um like yeah it's not canon or rather it's inspired by the halo games it's not it's its own sort of thing take, yeah yeah like they're calling it the silver timeline or whatever wait it's called the silver t- wait what or like the silver continuity or something i think i remember that's what uh the head of 343, uh, uh, I forget her name. Kiki but... Wolf? No. Is that her? No, she's not there anymore? I, that's not her. Uh, it's, it's a different lady. I might look it up, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, like, um. How do you, how did Kiki left? She had a badass name. Well, that's the only reason why you remember her. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's sort of, a the, uh, the take that they're going with, that it's. Its own continuity. So is that the reason why in in the show, the team... Because, like, in, in the lore, um, it, they're known as Blue Team. It's Chief, Linda, Kelly, and Fred. Yes. And in this one, it's Chief, Random Dude, Random Chick, Random Chick. Yeah, but no, they have names, and I think there's at least one of them. Um, I'll double check, but he, he is based off of a character that is in the Halo series. Uh, he, he like, you know, who's a Spartan? I believe mm-hmm. uh, his name's Soren. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, by the way, it's uh, uh, Bonnie Ross is her name. That's what her name. Yeah, I knew. I knew her. I knew her. I just couldn't remember her name. Yeah. Um. But no, that's. Uh, I think that's kind of the reason. Cause yeah, uh, instead of blue team, it's silver team. Mm-hmm. So, that's why it's called a silver continuity. Yeah. 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 Um. It's right. a. It's a very interesting. Uh, I I guess like I I understand kind of why they did it because they they do mention like they just wanted to give the uh, showrunners and stuff sort of the freedom to uh, do what they want with the Halo series, but at the same time like still adhere to us to a, some sort of canon. Yeah, like not have it be like super like uh, crazy and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I guess I mean that's one uh, one of the elephants. I mean technically there's three considering there's another one. Yeah and yeah and, and the the the, uh, the second one I think the one you were mentioning is that a article came out that where it talks about uh, the showrunners for like the first season mm-hmm. mentioning how they did not play any of the Halo games while making the show at all and cue the angry nerds <laughs> yeah cue all the angry fanboys and I uh, I think I remember seeing that quote and like reading into it and I was just like. Yeah, I can get. I get. I get why some people are a bit upset with that. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me. Like, it's like if someone. Like I know. I mean, I brought this up to you, where it's like, how would you react if like, uh, if someone was making a Batman movie, but they said they didn't. They didn't read a Batman comic. It was our response, Tim Burton. Yeah, because yeah, that did happen with Tim Burton, but I feel like with him, it was very much like he got the idea of Batman, right? Even if he uh, didn't read the comics, mm-hmm. um, so like I guess the real question was like, does can this show capture the feel of Halo mm-hmm. 
I mean, I know they, because uh, they, they mentioned, like, oh, we talked about the lore stuff more and, like, looking into the lore rather than just mm-hmm. um, reading the, uh, or rather playing the games or, and stuff, which is, like, I guess fair enough on that front. However, it's just, like, there are, like, certain elements that I would very much... You would prefer them to look at the games. Yeah, like, I feel like it is a, uh... It benefits you rather than, like... It limits you. Limits you, right? Like, it's not a waste of time to just look at the games. It's, it's probably mm-hmm. what my, my stance would be. Yeah. Because it's, it's the main medium of how people interact with the Halo series. Yeah. So... And, and you want them to have that feel, right? Yeah. To capture that feel. And I'm not saying there isn't that level of feel in this, but man, it's 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 really noticeable when it's made by someone who's never touched the game. A little and we'll bit. Get, yeah. We'll get into those moments because, like, I mean, for me, one of the best things about Halo, aside from the multiplayer, was the story. Right? Halo One was a very like straightforward story. Halo Two was this multi-layered story about the Covenant and their side of the war and, you know, stuff with the Arbiter and sort of, like, his, you know, realization of, like, his... The, the, the thing... The, the big lie for him, right? Yeah. And then Halo 3 is a good, is a conclusion. It's a good conclusion. And then... Because uh, we're basically talking about um, the Bungie era, right? Yeah. Then, then you got, like, ODST, which was, like, this cool, like, noir take and you know some people might not have not liked it or you know might not have been that into it but it has its fans but it also has like one of the best soundtracks in the game yeah and then you got reach which i feel like people have come to like appreciate more nowadays consider the story wise right yeah because i remember a lot back then they're like yeah, the story wasn't it was okay but then now now that's like game on pc is like oh, no the story's actually really good yeah, I would probably say more than anything. Um, maybe, like, it was more sort of, like, people thought it was going to be more of, like, a uh, take on the Fall of Reach book mm-hmm. uh, that came out that serves as a sort of a prequel to the Halo games. But it was more like, uh, okay, this is just a... Uh, this is, I mean, it still, like, presets the Halo Halo mm-hmm. 1, but it's its own sort of beast. Yeah. And I remember most people being, at least... Uh, it was more of the multiplayer that kind of left, not necessarily a bad taste in the mouth, but mm-hmm. it was like a things to come for the Halo series because it introduced a lot of mechanics that mm-hmm. uh, people weren't or were going to be very divided on, like sprint, mm-hmm. our abilities and stuff like that. But yeah, no. Um, uh, yeah, it, 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 there is like, you know, Halo has been through a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, with Bungie, and, and it's uh, been through a lot of stuff with uh, with three for three, three yeah. yeah, Halo Four and Halo Five, and uh, Infinite coming out. Uh, I think has at least tempered some uh, mm-hmm. of the uh, the fans, fans yeah, the fans a little bit in terms of uh, their their reaction to three for three and how they handled the series so far. But uh, let's get a bit more on track with the show. Yeah. Because the show is definitely interesting. Yeah, I mean, if I were to sum it up, okay, um, just from this first episode, right, it starts off really 
really strong. Like, it's just this... Because a lot of people... I had, Okay, so I talked about this with some of my coworkers, right? They were wondering about the show. I told them I saw it, and then I told them how my thoughts are. And I... As I was talking to them, I realized how the show introduced a lot of the stuff that we know as fans that people don't know. So, we're introducing Insurrectionist, right? And that's a storyline that's mostly known from, like, the other stuff, like books and shit. Mm-hmm. If you play the games, you don't know who the fuck these Insurrectionists is. You don't know what the politics are in, 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 in the Halo universe. Yeah, because it's mainly centered on Master Chief and fighting the Covenant. And uh, mm-hmm. in the lore, before uh, the Covenant show up, the Spartans were originally built to suppress uh, this... Uh, they were super cops. <laughs> essentially, uh, they were uh, going to be used to suppress the insurrectionist mm-hmm. movement, which is a big sort of rebel movement who mm-hmm. like want freedom from the uh, UNSC. You know, from mm-hmm. It was mainly sort of an outer rim... Uh, yeah thing yeah so yeah just imagine like if like everything past the the asteroid belt was colonized and they're like you know what fuck the earth we want to do our own thing yeah that's That's... more or less how 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 it how they were Mm -hmm. you know um it's i don't i don't i i think uh a parallel would be like something similar to uh what happens in star wars i guess yeah uh with the separatists Mm mm-hmm Kind of thing, um, but here it's it's definitely more like a uh, these guys just want you know they don't really uh, feel like the UNSC does a lot for them so just mm-hmm. like screw that we're gonna do our own thing and the UNSC is like this huge big uh, military complex military complex government mm-hmm. that just like needs to control everything to make sure we're all safe or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely gets a bit more uh, complex in the books and stuff. Mm. And obviously, like, in the lore. Um, Which, by the way, I'm going to say this right now, you're going to hear a lot of that from us right now. Yeah, because, I mean, that's pro- this is probably going to be the one thing that, like, uh, the show does that actually keeps to uh, how it is in standard Halo lore, is that um, when the Covenant arrives, more or less, uh, the interaction has stopped being a thing. Mm-hmm. Simply because... The Covenant doesn't really give a shit. They just want to kill all humans. And there's so, a reason why they want to kill all humans. Yeah, I mean, there's a good reason why they want to kill all humans. And I'm just saying, I'm, listen, I'm not saying killing all humans isn't like a noble cause, but... I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a noble cause. I mean, you know, I'm human. I don't want my entire species to be eradicated. <laughs> I don't know, Jay. I Don't be one of those <laughs> hippies that's like, the earth is better off without us kind of thing. All right, screw you. We can help the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of that, uh, you know, it's very much like, a, hey, uh, let's just stop fighting each other because we have a huge existential crisis of aliens that want to kill us all. Mm-hmm. So let's help each other out. And this, there's definitely hints of this uh, yeah. in, in the show. Yes. Because, it's, I mean, like I said, it starts off with the insurrectionists because they are attacked by the Covenant. And it's clearly indicated this isn't the first time. Well, rather, this isn't the first time uh, this has happened to an outer realm, outer mm-hmm. rim planet. But this is not even the first time these insurrectionists have, have faced off with the Covenant. Because they're just like, what the hell are these things? Oh, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, the plasma's killing me. 
Yeah, and like there's even one guy who's like, oh god, I thought it was the propaganda. Yeah, I thought it was all uh, bullshit by the UNSC. It's real. Yeah. Well, and it, and it makes sense because even in the lore, there were people who were like, didn't believe that the covenant was a thing. And like, I'm just gonna throw this one out there uh, in four and uh, uh, four in the four rounds of Dawn miniseries. Yeah. You remember they there was this one there was a character who like likes to like you know hack his way into shit. Yeah. And he found like a and he hacked through some cameras and saw some insurrectionists running from something, and he also saw like wait, there's like UNSC people, what's going on? Yeah. We're like supposed he... to be fighting them, <laughs> and it's like. What's going? On? But you, as the player, well, you, you as someone who's known the games, you're like, oh, they're running from the Covenant. Yeah, and that's when also you get a first glimpse of a Spartan. But aside from that, yeah, but like that's something I I really did enjoy the fact that they start off also in showing off how violent the Covenant are. Yeah, they they don't give a fuck. Like Jesus Christ, there are moments I'm like, wow, this is. This is some splatter. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they leave no like. I'll just say this. Uh, there's only one character that from the insurrectionist camp that survives uh, the the covenant attack. Uh, that's that's how brutal it gets. Because literally everyone gets murked. Oh no! There's a moment where like, it's like shooting a fish in a barrel moment. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely that. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, it, it, but so far, mm. um, at least this show. Uh, I mean, it's also this is like the moment where like uh, Master Chief and the uh, Silver Team show up, mm. and we get to see sort of the Spartans in action and stuff. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's very cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's it's very cool. It's cool. I, I, I we we I think we might differentiate on this, but I like the fact that we use a first person moment. I'm indifferent to it. Yeah, I'm just because it, it it just feels like uh I get you know it's a first person shooter so I mean we're gonna make some nods. Yeah, like it's it feels like uh what they did in the Doom movie. Yeah, where they had just that whole first person sequence with the um, rock with the rock. Yeah, so I mean it's it's whatever. Yeah, you know I I don't really necessarily care. Yeah, I mean yeah no you're right. And essentially, later on in the story, you get we get introduced to like the I guess what if if you didn't know what it already was, if you're not a fan, I mean we both know what it is. It's um, forerunner technology. Yeah, and stuff happens, and and this is what I'm saying. Like if you don't know, and granted, I think it, it's that's kind of the point of it. But if you know the lore like you and I know, then you know what's going down. And especially like with with all the the way they talk about stuff, it's like oh okay these guys like they they made they took notes on the lore, mm-hmm. and they clearly know what they're talking about, and they're changing it in ways I don't know how to feel about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because like Master Chief finds the uh, the the foreigner artifact stuff happens to him, and it just. No snowballs effect into something else, um, but essentially, after that, you know, we get sort of a note on like who the covenant. Well, not who the covenant are, but the first big like questionable thing change they made, which is like introducing this female K 
character, female human, into the Covenant. Like, she has a role in the Covenant. I think they call her Chosen or something like that? Yeah, like, and it, it's implied, at least in this first episode, that she sort of knew about this Forerunner artifact. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I don't know if it's going to be like this uh, build up to like, oh, she has like psychic powers or some weird stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, which is definitely not a Halo thing at all. Uh, it really, yeah, it's not. Yeah. But yeah, it is definitely probably the first of many uh, interesting directions mm. they wish to go because in the lore, uh, the Covenant, uh, you know, there are no humans that sort of join up with the Covenant because... The Covenant is essentially this uh, religious fanatical group of aliens that mm-hmm. believe that uh, the former technology is stuff behind, you know, the formers were gods and that they left these technologies behind. Uh, mm-hmm. The Halo rings themselves will essentially help them get to their great journey, which is like... Uh, it's mass suicide. I mean... Well, they don't know it's mass suicide. Yeah, because... Uh, the halo ring essentially kills all sentient life within the radius of it. So, yeah, their whole great journey would eventually lead them to commit mass suicide. Um, so that's why I say it's like a religious fanatical cult, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, they sort of see humans uh, as sort of like an affront to their religion in some ways. Um and that's why uh, they w- sort of wage a war against humanity. Mm. So, yeah, it is super weird that um, we have a human character that is that seems to have been raised by the Covenant in some way. Yeah. Um, granted, they do mention that, like, they're sort of kind of using her as, like, oh, you must study uh, these stories uh, from humanity or whatever to help us learn about humans and therefore destroy them or whatever which is weird okay yeah it's 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 very interesting and granted i'm willing to accept it because they do introduce a character who is known in this in in the universe um he goes by mercy but for the fans he's the prophet of mercy yeah, because in uh, in the games, uh, the Covenant are ruled yeah. by... Uh, the Prophets. Yeah, the Prophets. They have, a, 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 I guess, a technical name, their species, but they're mostly known as the Prophets. Mm-hmm. And they are, you know, the main leaders, there's like three of them, like the head honchos. The Prophet of Mercy, the Prophet of... Uh, regret. Regret, and the Prophet of Truth. Mm-hmm. And they all essentially, you know... Look after the covenant. And yeah, so, they lead them. They are essentially the, uh, you know, they make sort of the big decisions a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, the prophet of mercy, uh, in the lore, has definitely done some interesting things. Uh, in Halo Wars, he sort of like uh, is sort of like one of the uh, characters that like sort of finds, kind of mm-hmm. sort of kickstarts the plot a little bit in that game. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in Halo Two. We see him again, and he's, like, sort of the one that, like... Wait, was it Mercy or Regret? I'm trying to remember now. No, I'm pretty sure, uh... 
the prophet of uh there was the, the prophet regret was the one it was mercy was the one who invaded earth I'm pretty sure yeah. well anyways to, to your point it's 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 like if there might be a way they can like work it in but we don't know see because uh, that's what I'm saying like, right uh, anyways um right it's the prophet of regret that does that stuff prophet yeah. of mercy is the uh he's like one of the old guys. He's the one that gets murked in, uh, in, 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 in by, by the flood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, okay. My brain needed to remember you, that. You know what? We want to know why I remember that? Because of the, the, the lines. Uh, regret, regret. What does it mean? Dear humanity. <laughs> yeah, we regret coming to Earth. We regret being alien bastards. And we will certainly regret that the core just blew up. Oh, raggedy ass fleet. Hoorah. Yeah, Sergeant Johnson, great character. Great character. He's not going to be in the show, sadly. Probably not. But, um, yeah, uh, more to the point, it's not like uh, the prophets have done questionable things in the lore. It's, and it's, uh, it's probably, it's probably uh, the end point of yeah. our conversation. Because uh, the prophet of regret, yeah, he has done some pretty interesting things. The prophet of truth, you know. Um, he might know what the Halo rings actually do. <laughs> Yeah, he more or less kind of understands, like, there's a reason why they, uh, why they wage a war against, mm -hmm. uh, the humans, and it's definitely not because they're a front to their religion, because he, like, I mean, it, it's kind of funny, um, that the prophets themselves all have, like, like, their namesakes are, like, mm -hmm. contradictions to how they act. Yeah. You know? Um, but anyways... Yeah, it it gets getting back to the show. Mm -hmm. Um it's just weird. It's just super weird. I don't know where they're going to take this. Hopefully it makes sense. Hopefully. I I personally really seriously hope it's not just the the writers being like we can't just have these CGI aliens just talk to themselves. We need at least a human to to for the audience to understand and like, you know, be a audience surrogate in like trying to understand what what the covenant is all about even though i feel like you could easily i don't know add a character like the arbiter who we have not seen i mean yeah to be fair like considering the lore of this show mm -hmm. it definitely uh it, it might be a not it might not be uh the arbiter we know from halo 2 yeah because the arbiter arbiter is a title and it's passed down to certain certain elites uh Usually, they're the ones tasked with suicide missions. I mean, yeah, because they have brought great shame, and the only way to um, redeem their shame is to, like, you know, be tasked with doing things that end up being very suicidal. But yeah, um, yeah, Chief touches the whole forerunner object thing. It causes some weird stuff to happen to him. Uh, we get other mentions, uh, see other characters that we've seen in the games, like uh, Halsey. Um, Captain Keys shows up along with Miranda. Um, yeah, uh, they're pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly an interesting decision, uh, what they do with, uh, Keys, because it seems like she, instead of being, like, full-on, like... Which Keys? Uh, Miranda, I yeah. mean. Instead of Miranda being a full-on, like, captain, much like her father, commanding a ship... She seems more interested in, like, learning about the Covenant 
and like mm-hmm. their biology and like she's a scientist like she's scientist and military she's like military scientist kind of approach she went with while mm-hmm. captain keys himself uh full-on military full-on military and is uh willing to do some shady stuff um which i don't know how to feel about them well then again we didn't we didn't know much about keys in general yeah, so the only times we get to see Keys much... I mean, we do see a bit of him in, like, I think, the Fall Reach book. Yeah. Um, but in the games, more or less, he's just like, hey, he's like the cool commander, captain of your ship. And he does cool things and gets taken over by the Flood. So, you know. I mean, I feel like we need to talk about that at some point. But, yeah. Um, it's also confirmed in this show that Keys and, and, and Halsey were a thing. And that Miranda is uh, Halsey's daughter. Yeah. Which was, I always, I asked you this earlier, was that a, wasn't that mostly a theory? It was, I'm pretty sure it's at the time when I was into the Halo books and getting into the lore that it was kind of a theory, not necessarily like stated outright Mm -hmm. that uh, Miranda's mom was Halsey. Now... I'm not sure if they did eventually just confirm that theory in later books or canon and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's a that's a really tragic family line if you ask me. If you ask me, because I know. And but yeah, no. Um, aside from that, um, there's clearly like tensions between uh, that family, but also there's still tensions between the Outer Rims and like the the UNSC because. The lone survivor was also the daughter of the head of the rebel faction mm-hmm. of that insurrection. And they're trying to convince her, hey, you know, let's fight together because we have a common threat. And this this is for me when the show starts going, starts dipping down in quality. Because I really did enjoy the show for the most half, right? And even though I've thought... The Covenant girl is still very questionable. It's just that I get, and I get what this character's coming from, right? She's upset. She doesn't trust them, but the dialogue is very bad. Yeah, because she eventually just sort of like, because Keys is like, listen, you could be someone that could help uh, these other outer realm planets that are joining the insurrection to be like, hey, we gotta work together. Mm-hmm. My whole, my family, everyone I knew and loved. All got massacred by this covenant. We gotta join forces. And she's like, I don't trust you guys. So how about instead I just tell them that you guys killed my family. I've been kidnapped. And that I want, you know, freedom for my planet. Because that's what my dad wanted. And it's like... Miranda's just like... I'll well, come back to you on that. I'll, I'll, we'll get back to you on that. I yeah. did, you know, I... I, you know, I, I, I can't promise it, but we'll see what we can do. Yeah. We'll see what we can do. Because, you know, it's a a pretty, uh, you know, it's a big ask. Especially if she's like, you guys, I don't trust you guys, so I'm just going to blackmail you. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like, I mean, yeah. On paper, not a bad idea. But execution-wise, it just feels like, lady, you, you have to understand. Yeah. Like, you aren't really in that much of a position to, like ask for stuff like that mm-hmm. i get that you've lost all everyone you know and yeah. love but like like you gotta like there's a point where you have to realize that yourself Listen, you gotta fo- you, you don't got the cards to hold them you gotta fold yeah if you if you get in got no uh 
you know, like mm. Ace of Spades or whatever in, the, in your back pocket to like win this card game, then you gotta like mm-hmm. fold. And like again, I get the I get what you're saying. Like, look, I don't trust you guys. Mm-hmm. How can I trust you guys to help me with any with to to actually do what you're gonna say? Like, yeah, yeah I get it. Join forces, but I don't trust you at all. And that that would have been fine, right? But it just the way that dialogue was said, it was like I'm I'm not. I get you, but I don't trust you. And you know the 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 rest of the story becomes of whether or not Chief will kill this girl. Yeah, and because the they. No. Yeah, because they issue an order. Let's just kill her. Yeah. All right. She she ain't she she's not working with us. Let's just let's just you know just just smother her in her sleep. Yeah, and Chief gets the order, and it's very interesting mm-hmm. because because uh, 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 there is a moment where like Chief talks about like you know like he doesn't really ask questions about orders; he mm-hmm. just does it. And this is sort of like the first moment where he's sort of like interesting. <laughs> yeah, he starts asking questions, and it's due because of the foreign artifact giving him um, memories of his past because. Uh, do you want to go into that that side of the story? Well, I'll I'll make it brief. Yes, but in the it, lore, in the lore, yeah, in the lore, uh, the Spartans, the Spartan Two program, is basically um, Halsey kidnapping a bunch of kids, replacing them with Flash clones, doomed to die. Yes, and so that uh, way no one would question what happened to these kids, mm-hmm. right? Because obviously kidnapping them, you know, that's going to raise some questions. So leave Yeah, it. and they don't just immediately, and sometimes they don't just immediately replace them. They, they they take the kids and the kids are gone for like a week or two. They find them, they don't ask questions, and then like three months later, they're dead. Yeah, they die of some chronic illness or something. Some mysterious illness. Yeah, so it's pretty unethical, especially when you're turning these kids into super soldiers. Yeah, because like, they're like they're not even teenagers. They're like uh, like they're ten years children. old. They're children, literal children. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, uh, not all of them make it through uh, the super soldier augmentations. Well, because... there's well, there's, there's they they remember they they get trained in military at a young age, and I mean military, all the physical bullshit. I mean, it's not just that because I mean. Like, the augmentations they have to do to, like, make them into Spartans, like, sometimes it fucks people up. Like, some of them get crippled mm-hmm. or just straight up just die from it. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah, like, if, if, you, if you don't die from it, you're, you're just going to be crippled. Yeah, and some of the, you know, and there's definitely some that, like, in the in, in, in novels, like, there's some that, like, just work at Oni, which is, like, the UNSC version of, like, the CIA or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're just sort of like, yeah, I'm in a wheelchair now. It sucks, um, and by the way, these are they're still children being augmented. Yeah, because this stuff. I mean, that's sort of half the reason why Halsey picks them as children. One, it's easier for them to like be indoctrinated into the military, and two, like their bodies are like more likely to accept and uh, all uh, these modifications because they're still growing. Mm-hmm. And by the way, this kind of modifications makes a ten-year-old look like a twenty-year-old. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, if you ever watch the Ford Onto Dawn one, yeah, once uh, Fred and Kelly, like, take off their helmets, they, they're, like, teenagers. Yeah, and they're seven-foot-tall teenagers. Yeah, yeah, that's what the uh, Spartan 2 program does to you. Uh, 
Um, also, you're so strong that because in in the in, in the lore, yeah, uh, to test out the strength of ones, they got Chief to fight for ODSTs who are like basically think SEAL Team Six. Yeah. And I think it was it was four of them, right? Yeah, the, went, yeah. The the ODTSTs are like essentially the best of the best of uh, the Marines mm-hmm. in the USC. So yeah, he fought like four of them at once, and like he like nearly killed all of them. Yeah, I think I think he punched one in the heart, stopped the, stopped the heart from beating. Punched one in the head, crashed the skull, uh, shattered someone's uh, call, shattered something, and later died. And then the other one just became crippled. Yeah. And this is before the armor. <laughs> yeah, this is before the armor, which is, you know, like... Oh, but it wasn't, like, under a minute or something, too? I think so. Uh, but, yeah, no, that's uh, that's how insane the Spartan 2 stuff is. And, uh, I mean... Yeah, because isn't also, like, going back to the, to go with the armor. If they didn't survive the augmentation, they get, then they have to put on the armor. And the armor is so, like, heavy, it can crush someone inside. Yeah, if they... Yeah, because uh, it, it's, like, a ton. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the the armor just like weighs a ton, and you know that's like it's just it's not great if you don't mm-hmm. uh, survive all that stuff. Like, basically, basically these like it it is one of the most like un crazy unethical things in the Halo universe. That's not very mentioned. That's not really like brought up up until like Halo Four, yeah, and Five and stuff, where they they do sort of like kind of go into like. Because the opening to Halo 4 is just, like, a, some, like, military guy being like, Halsey, you're crazy. You're crazy. He's like, yes, but my work saved the universe. Yeah, you know. Time and time again. Look, look at Chief. He saved the day. Yeah. I mean, granted, in the lore nowadays, like, mm-hmm. like the Spartan 4 program. Yeah, because they went all the way to 4. <laughs> Yeah, because Spartan threes were like we, just, just they were just orphans. Yeah, they just they were orphans that people that the UNSC picked up that like they could like pretty much like get away with like taking off and then yeah because like you don't gotta because the whole point of Spartan threes was they're expendable. Yeah, th- that was sort of the whole key for the Spartan three program is that they were basically expendables, um, and the Spartan fours were pretty much like kind of what essentially a perfected ethical ethical. Uh, uh, version of the Spartan 2 program where it was military people who could suit up and train and become Spartans. I mean, mm. uh, one of the big characters was Buck. He became a Spartan. And he was an ODST. Yeah, so, like, it was people who worked through the military or could just be, like, you know, like, they, they were, like, military recruits and stuff and, like, volunteered volunteered to join the Spartan 4 program. And, you know, it was much more ethical and, obviously, more people were able to survive it, mm. uh, the stuff. But they were never as strong as the Spartan 2s. Um, no, they were never as strong as Chief, right? Yeah. And that's sort of like, I guess, the drawback of the Spartan 4 program. Is that, yes, they could do a lot of things that Spartans can do, but they were never like like the Spartans. The literal, we just build different meme. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, but anyways... Back to the show. <laughs> back to the show. Um... And I think that this whole sort of arc of uh, Chief essentially, like, seeing these sort of memories of his childhood, which I will say, I'm not exactly 100% sure if they did do this whole memory wipe thing in the in the lore. Because mm-hmm. um, in the show, it's definitely, uh, like, Causey basically says, like, oh, yeah, we wiped their memories, 
as kids and implanted false ones and stuff. Yep. Just just to add the level of unethical. Yeah, ma- mainly because you know, because yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it probably didn't happen in in the uh, in the lore because mm-hmm. I'm remembering a Halo Legends uh, uh, short where it, it, the whole plot of the of that short is literally some of the Spartan twos escape, wanting to go back home, finding the clones. Yeah, which brings that whole conundrum about. So yeah, no, like. So, like I'm pretty sure the Spartans kind of know what happened, mm-hmm. but you know since they were young, they essentially didn't because it was four of them that escaped, and only two came back because I think two yeah. of them killed themselves. Yeah, once realizing what happened. Yeah, you know, yeah, and I think the the third one just shot the clone, and then shot himself. Yeah. No, no, no. He he's okay. Remember, because he shows up at the at the end of the episode. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah, 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 he does. Um. Yeah, yeah, that's sort of, mm-hmm. yeah, it, that's where it kind of differs, which I guess, yeah, it definitely, I guess, would make a bit more sense for Halsey to do that mm-hmm. in this iteration, but, uh, yeah, it definitely starts to mess with Chief a little bit, because he's like, what is, I don't understand what I'm looking at, I've only been programmed to do one thing, and now I'm, like, looking at this stuff, mm-hmm. um, but it leads to sort of Chief being like, nah, I'm not gonna let you die, the, the, the mission's changed, Mm-hmm. I've changed the mission, which I'm not against because that seems like something Chief would do. Because like I could like Chief was always a character who like valued people's lives. Like he he wouldn't he never seemed like the well I don't know that much of the lore as you would he he wouldn't do like secret assassination attempts. No, like he's he's a soldier that follows orders, mm-hmm. but sometimes he will he will sort of be like, ache. Nah, I'm a, uh, I, I, I gotta, there's, there's gotta be another way to this. I'm gonna do what's right. Yeah, I mean. Fuck you, Del Rio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, obviously, like, Halos 4 and 5 definitely show that he, he will sometimes just be like, nah, that ain't it, uh, you know, because that whole, like, plot point is him being like, we gotta, like, stop the die and it's like, no, nah, we gotta go back, you're crazy, chief, it's like, alright, I see how it is. I guess it's a solo mission now. <laughs> I'm going out on my own. Screw you guys. Um, okay, but hand over that AI though. Uh... <laughs> Which you know that would be funny if he just punched him. But I no. mean, it follow uh, was a Halo follower or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He made a little short about that. Um, but yeah, no, it's like it, it. It's not unethical for him to do that. I'm totally down with it. He's he's done it before. Um, the thing. <laughs> Now, obviously, we've been kind of tiptoeing on the spo- on it being kind of a spoiler talk, but I think this is the part where we have to like talk about it because it's such it it's the other elephant in the room conversation that was coming up about this show, and this is where we're gonna have to talk about it, right? Uh, the idea that they will be showing Chief's face, and, and at the end, towards the end of the episode, they do show his face. Yeah. And do, do you want to go? Do you want to go first? I mean, it's like the con in in context. In context, it's understandable what they why why he does it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's essentially gaining the trust of this girl who's very much like, "I don't trust you. I'm gonna kill you." And it's like, 
this armor can't you can't hurt me in this armor so he takes off the helmet he's like if you want to go for it go for it mm. you know and that's sort of just sort of like okay i guess i can trust you chief um but yeah it's i think the main issue i have with it and i think this is the same issue you have with it is that mm-hmm. He's he has the helmet off for way too damn long. Yeah, that's considering an issue. considering the context of the scene, like it's like he should put that helmet back on. Um, because I mean that's the thing with Chief in in the games and stuff is that for the most part, uh, he he doesn't show his hel- face. That's mm. he's always been like the helmet stays on always. There's only been like maybe two times in the games where he takes off his helmet. Uh, first is at the end of Halo 1. And granted, the camera pans out before you can yep. see him, his face. And even then, if you mod the game to like try to like see what it is, it, it's kind of funny because he takes off the helmet only to reveal another <laughs> helmet. <laughs> such, such, such meme ability. And I think the one the other one you're talking about was in Halo Four. Yeah, if you got if you beat the game on the legendary difficulty, which is the highest difficulty on in Halo, you get uh there the ending shot of Chief taking off his armor. Uh instead of it being cut into black as soon as the helmet comes off, you do get to see like a bit of his face. And I remember people were so pissed, but uh, but if you were like reading the lore, then you know that he was always kind of this you you already knew how he looked like. Yeah, because the books do- does explain like at least what he looks like, mm-hmm. and he is just kind of just generic white guy. Yeah, but that wasn't like, yeah, and like it's not, and like, some people will be like like oh that's so boring, but that's kind of the point though. <laughs> like like Chief is like a is is meant to be like, you know, in the games he's he's meant to be more of like a character insert. Like uh, you're the one playing Chief. Yeah, you are the Master Chief. Yeah. And yeah. So him being like like, you know, standard white guy is like just yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and I guess uh I think half the reason why they did that for Halo 4 is that for the most part the like 4 and 5 and I think probably Infinite do sort of go into more about just chief being a person. Well, yeah, that's kind of the reason why I like 4 more than 5. Yeah, cuz it's just like you know, it's Chief sort of learning to stop being as much of, of, of essentially just a walking tank with, you know. Yeah, it's the first time where he has to be emotional. Yeah. From the perspective of the games, because the whole point is of the game is that Cortana, his like AI friend, is dying. Yeah, and he's sort of pretty much like, no, we're going we're gonna to get back home. Halsey's going to fix you. Everything's gonna be fine. Which can I say, looking back at that, the voice acting and the and and the body language really does that scene justice. Yeah, like because there's a moment where you were like you don't see his face, but his body movement is like, wait, what? Kind of a, like a kind of a situation. Yeah, he he. You can tell from his body language that he's very mm-hmm. much you know in distraught mm-hmm. uh, of, of potentially losing Cortana and stuff, mm-hmm. and. uh yeah, no, and I, I, I think that's what you could do. I mean, here's the thing: we already see, we, could, we there's already a show out there that has their, its main character with a mask on for most of the runtime, and only has that character remove it under very specific circumstances to allow for greater emotional weight. Mm-hmm. And it's the Mandalorian, and a lot of people are gonna are comparing it to this to that show. 
even though there's technically different things. Yeah, def- definitely because those two shows are vastly different in terms of tone. Because mm-hmm. Halo is definitely setting itself up to be a, sort of a grand space sci-fi kind okay. of adventure. Mm-hmm. While Mandalorian draws heavily from like westerns and like mixing that with the, the Star Wars setting, more or less. Mm-hmm. So, they're two different shows with different tones. But they both have this one very, like, noticeable trait between them. Mm. And I feel like the Halo show should definitely have looked at Mandalorian in terms of how to do Master Chief. Like, I'm not uh, 100% against Chief without his helmet on. No, I'm not either. Because that's probably just going to have to happen eventually in in, in a live-action setting. And he doesn't have that rule. That Mando has. Yeah, he doesn't have the... Like, Mando has, like, an in-universe rule of, like, I can't take the helmet off. That's my one rule. Mm-hmm. And, like... And he's broken a couple times. for the, And it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense in the context. And even then, like, it's not for very long, either. Mm-hmm. Chief, like, he doesn't have this one... It's, like, more of a uh, unstated rule. And it's an, yeah. un, it's an unwritten rule. It's an unwritten ha- law. Yeah, for Halo fans that Chief mm. never takes the helmet off, you know, because he's always, like, you know, that's he's that, for him, that's, like, who he is. Like, he always is ready to go mm-hmm. with the helmet on. And, like, I think the reason they did it in the first episode was because just to say, guys, we're doing our own thing. See, we're letting, we're, we're showing his face, which I'm not against. I, I'm with you. I'm not against. But it just feels like so wrong at the same time, right? Because like when I was watching it, I was like, "I'm okay, I'm fine with this." You know, I, I love, I start, I liked it at first. You know, it's 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 starting to slow down in my liking, and then when that happened, I'm like, it just it just doesn't feel, you know, I guess earned. Like the situation makes sense, but it doesn't feel earned. Yeah, and I don't know how you feel about that. But, I mean, hopefully we don't get it as too much as um, they they later did in Mandalorian, right? Because you if you remembered my my thoughts on the second season was like that one episode with with Bill Burr's character. While I understand they sh- they he took off the mask, I didn't need to see his face all the time, where it was like cutting back and forth to his face. I didn't need that, right? And. Here it's that same thing. Like I don't mind. I don't mind if you show me his face. Just don't show it to me all the time, mm-hmm. because at that point it it I start to like lose interest and and like it, it's very distracting for me. And I know it's getting it can be very distracting for other people. I think it's better if you take off the mask his face and like don't show his face again. Like like use camera trickery. Or just, like, have him put the helmet back on. Yeah. Just just put it back on. Like, the Mando scene made sense, but I just didn't like how you kept coming back to his face. Mm-hmm. That. And, or, like, when he's, when we had to see him cry, when he has to say bye, bye to Grogu. Yeah. Like, that was fine. Mm-hmm. And it made sense. Here, it's... Ugh. But I guess that's, that's our end of the show, because the uh, end of our discussion for the show, because... You know, they eventually escape and fly off. Yeah. And I don't know where to see. 
Well, I mean, it's very much sort of like a, uh, mm-hmm. where, you know, it's very much sort of leaving at us at a, at, okay, this show is going in different directions. Mm-hmm. And what are those directions going to be? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, and I, I am interested to see where it goes. Cause like, it's just, it's an interesting take. And, but it's also like, okay, but what, but like, uh, where can we go? Right. And there's a lot of stuff that they talk about that kind of indicates where they could go because reach, they talk about reach and reach has yet to fall. Yeah. Which in the lore, um, the Halo One takes place immediately, like pretty much like a week or two after the fall of Reach, which is a huge sort of big event in the con- in in the hell the the fall of Reach novel is pretty much more or less focuses on that. Halo Reach is like pretty much a like boots on the ground, like mm-hmm. you get to see what happens with Reach and like sort of the uh, you know just like the impending doom. Yeah, because. You know, if you're if you're definitely into the Halo lore, you know that Reach is gonna fall. It cannot be saved, and you're just playing as these uh, characters, and you're sort of like left to know that okay, this isn't gonna end well for any of us or any of these characters that we'll come th- to uh, be around with. So yeah, um, the you know Reach hasn't fallen yet, mm-hmm. which is like definitely one of the big moments for in halo lore so i mean could we see the end like the fall of reach as sort of like this big climactic finish for the season probably not i mean i I mean it's a maybe for me i mean i don't think so because i think what it's only like nine episodes for this first season yeah so i mean it's probably maybe a tease that reach will fall yeah because I think the main reason why it's such a big deal for in the Halo lore is that Reach is like one of the inner colonies mm-hmm. uh, in the UNSC. Because for the most part, before that, like uh, planets like Harvest and all these other stuff are outer rim worlds that get attacked. Which is like okay, because... we're we're holding them off at bay. Yeah, but once they get to Reach, that's pretty much like knocking at the door of Earth. Mm-hmm. Because um, Earth, and granted, it's, it's it's not that close to Reach, but it's pretty much like you're knocking on Earth's door. Mm-hmm. With, when Reach falls, and one of, it's one of the biggest inner planets. Mm-hmm. It is like, isn't it bigger than Jupiter? I mean, well, I don't, I don't know how, uh, in terms of size, I mean more in terms of importance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... But no, no, I'm just saying, like, in the scope of, like, because this is a colony, they do stuff with it, they, they lose the, the they lose a big colony, like, the biggest colony they have. Yeah, so, um, and to know that they're, like, the Covenant are essentially, like, on knocking on Earth's doorstep, essentially. It's like... Oh, then this is, this is bad. This is real bad. It's like if, like, we were getting in, like, if New York got invaded now. Or other things that are going on right now. I mean, yeah, it's if, yeah, I would liken it to, like, a big major uh, western city getting invaded by aliens. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, it's like, wow, okay, that's that's bad. That's real bad. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably, like, what Reach represents. Mm-hmm. And 
obviously if they because they're they're obviously leading up to finding a halo ring yeah i mean the 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 show is very much like you know uh clearly is like saying like we need to find the halo and win the war Mm -hmm. kind of thing that's like one of the big lines from the trailers so i mean maybe we find a halo ring because uh i mean we do know that it is getting a second season Mm -hmm. so potentially if the show ends with like chief and finding the halo ring maybe the second season just follows them exploring the ring and like learning oh shit uh this is bad we have to stop the covenant from firing this thing also, a fourth, well, third, fourth threat. Right, yeah, the Flood, yeah, which, that would be super interesting. Because yeah, because the... once you, once you talk about the Flood, you talk about, like, an elder chore. Yeah, you know, it's it's just, like, this existential threat that harms the entire galaxy. Mm-hmm. Because they feed off of its sentient life, and that's the reason why the Halo Rings were built. Mm-hmm. Uh, to kill off all sentient knife and thus kill off the flood. Yeah, uh, and hopefully, we, who knows, we might even get there. And if you're, by the way, if you've never seen the Halo thing, uh, congratulations, you are learning a lot of the lore, and it's a very deep lore. Yeah, Halo lore definitely goes in deep. Uh, the books definitely expand on a lot of that stuff, especially uh, later books expanding on the Forerunners. Uh, and that whole thing about, like, them having to fight the Flood, you know, like, there is, like, tons it of... It is, it, the, the games only scratch the surface. Yeah, that's sort of the thing. And I know that in Halo 3 there were, like, these, uh, terminals that definitely dove a bit into the lore of Halo a little bit. Mm-hmm. They but... tease the Didact and the Librarian. Yeah, like, they tease a lot of stuff. That happens in later Halo games and stuff. And obviously, uh, uh, the books, uh, while I wouldn't say, at least during the Bungie era of Halo, like the books were necessary to read. Mm-hmm. But it very much was like, uh, it's all connected. It's not It's not like uh, what happened with uh, Star Wars and the Legends and stuff. Yeah. Where Disney decided just to nuke the Legends, uh, all the Star Wars, like... Mm-hmm expanded universe stuff and turn into legends mm-hmm. this is very much of a everything's connected um and you can read this stuff and learn more about the halo universe uh that's beyond the games yeah because uh i mean like most of the stuff that we talked about was probably just from one book yeah it was reached <laughs> Yeah. Fall Reach. Yeah, Fall Reach definitely. Uh, uh, you know, like I said, it's a essentially it, it serves as before Halo Reach. Uh, it, it served as a major prequel to the games. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no. Um, this first episode is interesting. I am. I, I I can't say I hate it because I did think that there there are some strong things in it. I I do kind of wish one thing. They start using Marty's song music. Right, just more, uh, yeah, I guess. Because part of what made Halo Halo is the music. Yeah, and we get teases of the Halo theme. Mm-hmm. Um, but the opening doesn't really have, like, you know... No, that's the, a weird-ass opening, dude. Yeah, it doesn't have, like, the Halo theme. It just teases a little bit and then just goes into something else. 
They, they should have just used the Warthog theme. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh... I don't know, it's interesting. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. That's that's the... That's sort of the... We, I feel like we could come back to this, depending on, like, how it goes. Maybe we'll check the second episode, and maybe that will, like... Because a lot of people that I've heard who have seen the first two episodes, right, say that the second episode puts it in a better direction mm-hmm. than the first. Like, it, the first was just an introduction. Second one's where the story really starts kicking in. Well, like, people are... Where there's still a bit more of a story going on. Okay. And, again, well, we don't know. All I know is that next week we're going to be talking about Moon Knight. Okay. So, well, we will be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we'll, we'll see on the Halo. Hopefully it doesn't end up like Cowboy Bebop, which is, like, just really, really weird and not being cowboy bebop right because like i don't know for you do you feel like it still has some halo in there i feel like it does because it does a lot of things that i think uh at least i think mm. uh sort of sticks a little bit to halo yeah. mainly just how the covenant uh how we're first introduced to them mm. being this sort of overwhelming threat for regular humans and stuff which is a thing for the halo uh lore right like mm. The Covenant have always been sort of like, basically, like, unless you're a Spartan, like, the Covenant have always been, like, super dangerous, almighty threatening. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, in in terms of the lore, like, like, uh, humanity had, like, has had, like, such a huge problem fighting the Covenant. Like, they can glass planets from the sky. Like, they, they would lose major battles. Like, they could win, like infantry and battles just by throwing a bunch of troops into battle but like space fights were just like you were getting screwed mm-hmm. uh but yeah um i do like that we get to see the covenant as this wolverine force the cgi holds up i think at some times but there's other moments where like okay that's clearly green screen they're not using any of the uh technology mm-hmm. that the mandalorian has in terms of uh how they approach uh, green screen and stuff like that. Um, I think the best one is the prophets. Yeah, the prophets do look good. I mean, the the armor for the elites looks a little weird to me, but I can live with it. The mm. elites have always been having uh, weird armor choices in the past couple of games. Yeah, so it's it's whatever. I mean, I like how one of them says "wart wart wart." You know, <laughs> yeah, they do. They yeah. really do. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I I. Sure, I might not care for the first-person uh, perspective shots to be like, "Hey, this is a first-person shooter game. Uh, game, let's do some of that stuff." Mm-hmm. Um, so at least for me, it's uh, it's very much of a, you know, at least the World War One yeah. one's funny because <laughs> you know it's clearly like a thing. Yeah. And well, I guess that's what we'll end the episode. Um, I I don't want to give it a rating because like it's still too early for me to get my full thoughts on the show just, just, there was a lot for us to talk on the first episode especially coming from like the perspective of the fans right mm. and I feel like that's a very important thing to look at um hopefully they do this show justice I want them to sh- do the show justice dude I want people to to know like how nuts the Halo world is like we talked about like the fucked up shit that happens with like the the Spartans 
when do you see the fucked up shit that happened with the forerunners yeah like there's the halo universe is so wide and so expansive that you can tell a lot of stories about it um so it i mean like the halo show could have been about anything i know a lot of people like like i heard online that it'd be cool if they did like sort of a band of brothers style kind of show where it's like a group of marines having to go through certain events during the halo universe you know mm-hmm. and you a chief would be sort of a background character or stuff like that like there's different ways of like doing like i guess a halo show and i, I think one of the great examples of that is uh the halo legends uh sort of these uh seven animated shorts six of them are kind of supposedly canon uh yeah, six of them are, are 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 canon more or less. With the last one being sort of a non-canon, like funny dumb thing. Um, yeah. and they, and they all tell different stories within the Halo universe, and they're all very oh, interesting. It's anime. Yeah, it's definitely anime. This was a uh, uh very much in line with like say the Animatrix, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, like they. God, there were so many good episodes. Yeah, I, I liked the all duel, of them. Yeah. The babysitter. Yeah. Uh. The package? Package. Well, wait, no. Wait, it's not the package. Not no, the package. No. Prototype? Prototype is what I meant. The package is the 3D one. And that one's weird. That one that one's definitely weird. I mean, it's fun to watch, but like, it messes with my brain too much in terms of lore. Like, Halsey is shown as a like, blonde, hot woman, but she's like supposed to be old. It's very Appleseed. It's, it's, I mean, I don't really know. It's, it's weird, but then Chief has a dual. Well, you've never seen Appleseed. I've seen Appleseed. It's Appleseed. <laughs> okay, but point is, Chief has a... F- as a sword, energy sword duel with this elite towards the end, and it's we pretty thought, cool. We thought it was it was the arbiter, but it's not the arbiter. No, it's not the arbiter. Like it would be, it would been really freaking cool if it was the arbiter, though. Like, like before he became the arbiter, like they had this grand matchup before. A thousand hells awaits you. Yeah, like goddamn it, like, it was so good. Obviously, the odd one out probably one of the best. That's the non-canon one. It's the non-canon one. It's very. It's done by the uh the, the studio that make, makes Dragon Ball. And you can tell. Well, you can tell. You can tell. You can you can definitely tell. Um, but yeah, like, Halo Legends is definitely a prime example of, like, being able to do that. Obviously, the novels as well. Yeah. They tell different stories in the Halo universe. So, there's a lot of directions that the Halo show could have gone. Mm-hmm. And I... And, uh... The fact that it's basically its own thing, like, it's not a direct adaptation of any of the Halo media really isn't that much of an offense like i don't think it's that much of an offense yeah i understand that some people are kind of miffed miffed about that i just hope it doesn't turn into like i'm just hoping that it's not just some excuse for for the writers to be like to like just fall on when when people start criticizing the show for things it's like Mm. oh you don't like it just because it's different from the games like like no it's uh some of these things we don't like is because it's just bad writing. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope they don't do that. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Anyways, guys, thanks for watching. Um, hope, Like I said, we'll hopefully continue watching this. Um, if you do enjoy what you heard, you can follow us on all these social media sites. Apple, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We are most active on Instagram. At the Kissing Journey, you'll find a link tree to all our podcasts that we're officially part of, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, all that good stuff. And you'll find a link to the YouTube for all you audio, audio listeners out there who can put a face to the voice. And 
we have a Patreon that you can use to support us in any form of way. And yeah, that's about it. Halos. It's weird. It's weird. Hopefully it'll get good. Yeah, but you know what? Moon Knight next week. There you go. Anyways, guys, it's been me, your boy Eli. See me, Joe. You guys have a good one. Peace.